Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in from wherever you are in the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, I'd like to extend a warm welcome and an invitation to join our large audience and our community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness and offer something for everyone. I am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine. Featured monthly segments include A Course in Miracles virtual class with the co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, Robert Rosenthal, MD. We also offer energetic healing segments where you can call in for free long-distance healing. And today's segment is the latest installment in our Masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. My special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, joins me today to share her perspective on the chosen topic. Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother in her distinct voice to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. Mother will come through today to offer her divine wisdom on the subject and the information we all need to hear. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more, visit BelovedPublications.com. If you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, you can review the audio and video archive I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com, where you'll find direct links to their bi-weekly YouTube videos and regular appearances on other shows, such as Conscious Talk Radio on ConsciousTalk.net. I think you'll find the array of topics very interesting and enlightening. Recently, ladies and gentlemen, I announced that I have expanded the monthly Guidance from Spirit segment to include Archangel Metatron and his wonderful full-body trance channel, Wendy Gale. I am so enjoying hearing Wendy's unique perspective, and I'm sure you'll enjoy Metatron's teachings and warm sense of humor as much as I do. Since we all resonate with different teachings, this is an exciting opportunity to acquire knowledge from members of the divine with a variety of, of perspectives. In fact, Today's segment is a crossover segment in that it shares the same topic that were discussed in this month's transmission with Metatron. Danielle, mother, and I will explore the importance of neutrality or non-judgment and self-care to help us maintain peace through upcoming energetic shifts as we approach the year 2020, which marks a new decade in this millennium. And then we'll also touch on manifestation as well, I believe. Well, I am excited to get started, and this is going to be 
Absolutely wonderful. Welcome back, Danielle. It's be with you again. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It is wonderful to be with you, too, and all of your amazing listeners. I love your community. Thank you, and we love you. <laughs> we Thanks. do. Yes. How are you? What's going on? I think you have an exciting event coming up. True? I do. I am so excited. I'm flying out uh, tomorrow morning to Atlanta uh, for my annual weekend workshop in Atlanta, Georgia. And this year, Mother is going to be, it's big changes for us because I just figured it out. I was posting on Facebook about it because I'm kind of sad. This will be our last weekend workshop for a really long time, maybe ever. I don't know. I I try to never say never with Mother, but you know, you, you don't. I don't know, but it's certainly going to be the last weekend workshop for a very, very long time if we ever bring it back. Um, and I've been doing them in Atlanta for oh, like eighteen years, and so I'm a little sad that this is going to be the last one. But boy, she's going out with a bang. She's going to focus on faith, and uh, it's oh, I, I can already feel it's going to be so beautiful. And yes. just um, just extraordinary. And there's a few spots left, so if there's anybody in your community who would love to join us, uh, it's still open. You just go to my website, belovedpublications.com, and click on Events, and you'll see it right there at the top of the page. And you can register online. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. It's and. Mother had asked me to change to retreats, just do retreats exclusively now for a while uh, because she wants to dive deeper with people. You know, she wants to, she wants people with her for more days than just two days. And at a retreat, you know, you're stepping out of your life and you're kind of, you know, being insulated in this experience. Oh, Um, So that's what we're going for. So it's big changes for us, but... I'm excited. Okay, so what, now that you've completed that thought, I can dry the tears in my eyes and take a deep breath because you're not going away. You're just not going to do small weekend workshops. She wants right. to expand it, actually. Okay, so it's taking the place of the weekend workshops. You're not disappearing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, no. I was holding my breath like, oh, my Goodness, no, because I'm in Florida and you're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, just one state away. And I'm thinking, oh, she's so close and yet so far. And and, and well, all the, I can think is this is going to be the last one. <laughs> no, no, because the annual retreat that I do is in the North Georgia mountains. So a little bit more of a drive from where you live in Florida, but not just not too much more, just another, you know, hour and a half northeast. Uh, so that's happening every fall, every October. So I'm really excited. And then Mother wants to do a seven-day retreat, and I'm going down to Tulum, Mexico this June to check out a property. And if we like it, uh, I'm going to create a, a seven-day retreat down in Tulum, Mexico for 2020. Wow. That I just, know. I know. It feels I've so never good. done it before. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is going to be fun, and if I can do anything to help from where I am, you just let me know. Oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Mm-hmm. Anything in my power. 
We have to get her mm. out there. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it's been interesting, and they're doing uh, up there, uh, Mother and Metatron, they want to share their different perspectives on a topic. And I'm sure you would agree that's very important for a different perspective on something um, especially so important to all of us. And apparently yeah. every year there are shifts that prepare you for the coming year. But because at the time of this taping, we're in 2019, we're going to be coming into 2020. So apparently there's going to be some energetic shifts to prepare us to go over that threshold into a new decade, in the new millennium. So that makes sense to me that it would be important and that we need to uh, either strengthen the tools that we have, acquire new ones, whatever we can do to maintain peace so that we can handle that as smoothly as possible um, with as little, you know, turbulence as as we can um, maintain. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I agree. And, uh, you know, these have really, um, I mean, I know that we're on linear time here, uh, but, you know, time and space in the larger uh, spirit realm doesn't really have much relevance. But we here as humans have linear time. And so there are absolutely big shifts that come with every um, you know, every decade change, every um, every hundred year change, every thousand year change. You know, there's really uh, very significant shifts that happen energetically, uh, not just planetary or you know in our solar system, like with alignments and planets and all that. But I think with us, with human beings, with our DNA, with our structure, with our, um, you know, our collective, I believe that these are mile markers and very significant um, transitions. Uh, we end certain cycles and we begin new ones. So, yeah, I, I can see that 2020 is going to be a, a big shift, big year. Absolutely especially for the collective and for Mother Earth, I think, too, because it makes mm-hmm. sense that energetically, as our host, she would have to shift with that. So Absolutely. we'll have to see how that affects the collective, and then perhaps we can all do our part to support the collective in our own Or we have to shift to with her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or we, we have to shift with her. <laughs> She's driving the bus. Yes, absolutely. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty uh-huh. Much. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. So on the topic of neutrality, which we explored as non-judgment, in terms of not judging everything as good or bad, but seeing events and situations as neutral, and then governing our reactions in such a way that we can move through that experience without so much internal upheaval what do you yeah. what do you feel with that what's your experience with that so my um for me neutrality uh calls up mother's uh term loving detachment you know it's mm-hmm. sort of that uh ability to step into observer mode not permanently you don't want to <laughs> i because i used to be like this 
sort of always in observer mode and hiding from my life and just sort of observing my life rather than living it. But right. when you can be in loving detachment, you you are taken to neutral ground, right? So to me, the the neutrality, neutral ground, it gives me the feeling or the impression, you know, that I'm I'm in the eye of the storm, right? There's this there's this place of calm, there's this place of serenity that I can step into. I can sort of step out of the situation long enough to step into that place of calm neutrality uh, where I'm in loving detachment from the situation. And that then gives me the ability to discern because discernment is different than judgment, right? So if I meet someone and there's something about them that doesn't resonate with me, uh, I don't have to declare that they are good or bad, um, you know, uh, evil or loving or whatever. You know, I don't have to make mm-hmm. that kind of, of judgment. I can just know for myself that for whatever reason, and I don't have to have a reason. I don't have to know why. That why may, might not be any of my business, but I can feel that we don't resonate well. And so this is someone that um, I would not cultivate a relationship with or I would not, um, you know, invite them into my home or I would not, you know, uh, create some kind of connection with them that might cause problems for me down the road. So that's the difference between discernment and judgment. But I can't be in a place of discernment I cannot make discernments when I am like in the storm and my emotions are high and I'm just flinging out judgments and you know making Mm -hmm. declarations and this is good and this isn't this person and they did that and then you know just (laughs) it's like I, I can't find that place of um uh I can't find that discernment uh, because discernment deals just with me, right? What's my boundaries? What's okay for me? What's not okay for me? And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with making decisions about other people and whether they're quote unquote doing their inner work or whether they're not or whether they're in denial or whether they're not or, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to step into that arena at all. And when beings like Metatron and Mother talk about neutrality, you know, that's the place that I come to is that eye of the storm. That that's, that's where I want to make my discernments and then, of course, from there, my choices. Because there I can take action. But when I'm in the storm, I'm just reacting, just just sort of flailing and, and lurching from one reaction to the next. And that's like the worst place to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think I want to take a symbolic perspective here. I want to say a few things. It feels as if we're crossing over and an important threshold, uh, like I mentioned. And if that's the case, things are going to need to be completed, right? 
we're going to have to yes. adjust. And so I, what we mostly need to adjust to, even though the landscape may look a little different for where we in the collective are heading and where the divine is guiding us, as we've talked about, um, but internally we need to adapt and we need to make the changes that we need to make for ourselves in order to feel peace, joy, love, self-love, and inclusion for everyone. Yeah. Because I feel a big yeah. push to inclusion and respect for a fellow man and the yeah. collective elevating its consciousness. So it reminds me, as we're moving from 2019 to 2020, it actually reminds me of 2009 moving into 2010 because mm. There was a major shift then, too. And what happened was, in astrological terms, there was something that is called a grand cross. And it was very potent. It was very important. And so when I was teaching my class, I urged my students months in advance about the need to relinquish baggage, to look at how they react to things, um, what their priorities are, what they keep focusing on or holding grudges about, family dynamics, past relationships, failed friendships, whatever have you. And, and back then, specifically, there was an emphasis on mother energy. And mm-hmm. at that time, a lot of people were dealing with issues with their mothers, whether they were alive or had just recently passed. And actually, for me, my mother passed two months later. So I did my homework oh, wow. in the fall so that when, mommy, when it was time for mommy to go, I was so peaceful it was startling. And so mother can correct me if I'm mistaken, but if that's the case, then I want to reiterate what I was saying back then, 10 years ago now, that you can't carry that baggage across such a huge threshold. It's going to be very difficult to lift them up over it. So why not do the work <laughs> now? Yeah. Look, Take a deep look inside, do some soul searching, because as we move forward in time, in linear time, as you mentioned, we're going to need to be very present, and I think that's what a lot of this is about, being present in the moment and listening to soul urges so that your life unfolds in such a way that you can accommodate that unfoldment peacefully instead of resisting and struggling with it. And so here's yeah. where I want to come in with this involved viewpoint, and I want to focus on endings and beginnings because they're one and the same. It happens simultaneously, and it's a symbiotic relationship, and it's one that we all have, Right. So I want to take the symbology of a car. Uh, The car is you, and you are the car. So when we look at it, and this is not a a brand-new idea for the world. Many, Many teachers use it, but I think it's worth exploring. So when you look at driving, rather than being in drive or overdrive, whereas you are racing headlong into the future in order to escape the past, we tend to do that. We want to get away from what is uncomfortable, and race towards something that is pleasurable, comfortable, safe, and more in line with our fantasy, right? Right. And then, and then we take this posture when we're doing that and pressing the gas pedal as hard as we can and urging it forward to get away and, and get to a certain destination and then defensively checking the side of your mirrors to see what's coming close to her, who's trying to catch up, right? So mm-hmm. there's also the idea that we focus too much on the past and it's time to let it go. It's time to kind of grow up and move on. So rather than trying to operate in reverse, now this is the opposite. The car is no longer in drive. It's actually in reverse 
and more actively trying to rehash over the past, come up with alternative endings to stories that we're carrying around with us that make us unhappy and continue to hold yeah. us back that, because we're doing it to ourselves. So we're, we've got the car in reverse, and we're constantly keeping our eye in the rearview mirror, and we're not looking forward, and we're especially not focusing on the present. And that's where I am. So I think it's about being present in the moment, allowing those soul urges to come through and accommodating those, about being still. So in a sense, we kind of need to do our homework and put the car in neutral and let all the busyness pass by around us and just be without overreacting to situations, the opinions of others, their choices. We have to focus on where we're going and make good choices to support where we're going, right? The scenery may change frequently, and it's certainly going to go from daylight to darkness, from smooth road to rough terrain, from dry land to wet, and it'll include stormy emotional conditions. We just have to be. So that's my major point about neutrality is to simply not judge everything as good or bad. Of course, we prefer the good. But in my experience, because I got to that place of uh, observation and really – a solid standing on non-judgment where the beginning of that is to look at the opinions you form in your mind. Everywhere we look, we're judging. We see a person, we show up for work. Say, let's, let's use the work scenario. We show up for work. We're already prejudging our day based on what we know from yesterday. We see a coworker, and our minds immediately determine whether or not we like their outfit, their hair, their appearance, or that person right. at all, Right. So there's a constant yep. series of judgments throughout the day, even down to what do I want to have for lunch. But if we look at the way we form our opinions and how often they flit across our minds and how often we reach out and attach to them, that's what I want everybody to kind of focus on from my perspective on this topic. And so if you look at that, you start to realize that it's always on. You're always forming judgments. Um, deciding whether you want to be friends with this person that you don't feel you resonate with to even a gift that you need to get for someone you love. It's, it all involves judgment. And so I've been thinking a lot about, you know, good judgment, whereas we want to use discernment in evaluating the facts that we have to make a decision about our lives. If we want to change the direction, um, let go of uh, emotional behaviors, habits, mental processes, and the like, that kind of thing. And so that's that's pretty much where I'm at with that, about the freedom that it affords you to manifest when you let go of preconceived notions, past hurts, and convictions that we form over the years based on our experiences and whether they were painful or pleasurable. That's where I'm at. Anything you'd like to add to that or... Yeah, no, that is, that is great. And I like that uh, in your analogy about the car, you're talking about how, you know, uh, even when you're in a place of neutrality, the scenery is going to change, it's going to be rough, there's going to be stormy weather, you know. And uh, this is really important that when we're talking about neutrality, we're not talking about being numb or uh, disassociating from our lives. You know, in, you can be in neutrality, particularly in relation to judgment, 
but you're still going to have tough times and you're going to have emotional upheavals and you're going to feel things, right? But this is where it gets, I think, for me, the important um, uh, connection that people make too often, and that is their judgments are often based on their feelings. And then that leads to reactive behavior. Right. And it's, it's hard to start understanding that our feelings are just that. They're our feelings. And they don't necessarily have to represent facts. Right? So uh, if you feel that someone isn't a good um, person or wouldn't be a good friend because of the way they dress or wear their hair or the the way they laugh or, you know, there's this, uh, you you know, a, a feeling might be evoked by their appearance or behavior or whatever, but to then base your decisions, your choices, based solely on feeling or, re, or a, a reaction within you, that's where we get into trouble and that's where mm-hmm. we start... Uh, believing that whatever we feel is, uh, you know, is the way we should go. And that's just, you know, that's not true. When we're in a place of neutrality, neutrality tells us to feel whatever we're feeling, but to pause before we decide and before we act, before we take action and before we make decisions, right? To pause Mm -hmm. and just, let ourselves feel what we're feeling until the feelings kind of calm down. The storm passes or subsides. And then, you know, then we can say, okay, what's really here for me? I felt this way and I think this way and my, my intuition is telling me this. And, you know, you take all the, diff- all the different pieces of your experience and you – allow that to guide you in your discernment and then in your decision-making process, in the choices and then the actions that you take. But so often, you know, when we are not willing to step into that place of neutrality, into that place of serenity, that calm eye of the storm if we're not willing to step out of the storm it it feels like all there is is the storm so if you're in a big emotional storm it feels like that's all there is it colors everything and uh, so often we're reacting from that stormy place um and and then there's very little self-care and then we're wondering, why can't I manifest what really matters mm-hmm. to me? Why mm-hmm. isn't this working out the way I want it to work out? Why is, do you know what I'm saying? It's just this, yes. this sort of endless loop. But the neutrality, to me, feels like the place of, I just keep coming back to that, you know, that eye, the eye of the hurricane, the you know, the, the eye of the storm. You feel like, no matter what's happening around you, when you're in that place, when you step into that place, no matter what's happening around you, you can literally 
feel that you're going to be okay, that you have mm-hmm. access to the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. that you are not limited, that you may not know what to do right now in this moment, but neutrality tells you you will know. You know, if you just rest here long enough, you, you will know. You will find your direction. You will find your next step. Mm-hmm. And then it's so much easier to take care of yourself. And when you're then taking care of yourself, well, manifestation is, is much easier, much, much well, easier. Absolutely. And with your words about, you know, you're in the storm constantly. And then you're constantly attracting more of the same because that's where you're bringing your consciousness. Mm. And sometimes yep. I, maybe we wish that the storm would just get away from us, not <laughs> actively find ways to rise above the storm, go right. to the center where there is peace to be found. And so exactly as you said, you go to that space of neutrality and then that's what allows you to dedicate yourself to self-care. And then allow manifestation to take place based on the urgings of your soul, not the opinion of your ego or shadow and the things that you're resisting. So I think it's beautiful. And I also feel deeply that perhaps we're all learning to see each other clearly as children of God and sparks of light. And to let all those opinions fall away, who we like, who we don't like, who did what to us, when, and how we're going to get them back, all those thoughts that just, Junk up our minds. Yeah. Get neutral, get clear, and start allowing what is best for you to happen without having to be right all the time or having to be championed mm-hmm. over something that is no longer real because it's in the past. Yes. I think this is a, yes. an excellent opportunity, and I think it's very exciting. And, you know, it reminds me of that saying, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? Right. And neutrality is that place where we find the happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about being right or even wrong. It's just about being happy. Right. And it's an interesting place to exist in. I did get there for quite some time where I could see perceived enemies. And I would think about them and, and change my dialogue, my internal dialogue, and not say that's my mm-hmm. enemy or, or my ex-best friend, which I think is equally as um, negative. And I would say, oh, it's okay. That was just one of my teachers. It's all right. Yeah. I've moved on. Yeah. It doesn't mean we have to interact with anybody if we don't resonate. That's not, that's not what we're saying. We do have discernment. No. We have choices to make. We have free will. But we don't have to make that decision based on this harsh banging of the gavel and trying to declare what is. When we don't know what is, that person is a child of God with their own story and their own ancestry. And so are we. So we have to see the similarity and not, um, not do the normal thing that we've grown accustomed to. I think we're being called to a higher set of standards. And I Mm -hmm. hope, uh, no, I don't like to use the word hope. I want everyone to endeavor to just be their best self and do do whatever they can to make the world a better place, even if it's just changing your own self-talk and what you say about yourself to yourself. That's it. Yeah. That could be huge. The impact on that, on the collective, could be huge. Just totally changing huge. that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Because uh, what always what always comes with judgment is shame and guilt for having judgment, <laughs> right? Beating it doesn't ourselves gender up guilt. for having judgment. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. It is, and everybody wants to be happy, right? Well, yeah, these are the things you need to consider. This is, right. I, I think we're, I think we're coming into like a spirituality 102 type of level here. Perhaps that's where they're mm-hmm. nudging us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It feels like. Oh, right. Well, that's right. Well, that's my thoughts on the subject. Yes. Let's all find right. out what her perspective is on all this and what she wants to share with us. Okay. All right. Hold on just and a I'll, second. And I'll talk to you when you come back. Okay. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. It's wonderful to have Thank you here. Thank you. And it is wonderful to be here with you and all of your beloved listeners. Mm? Mm, yes. So today we are going to focus on what's going on with 2019 moving into 2020, right? Right, okay. So whenever you all come to these kind of mile markers, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. in your uh, linear time structure, each one is embedded or set up to help... uh, the evolution of the collective as a whole, right? So you have Mm. your individual evolution, and then you have the collective evolution of humanity, those that are in body and those that are not in body but are still on the wheel of death and rebirth as humans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these mile markers are set up uh, to help create the environment that you all need as a collective to make certain decisions. So from the beginning of 2000, the beginning of the millennium, the big focus or the energy that was Uh, released into the collective was about transparency. Right. right? Being seen, uh, being honest, being vulnerable, uh, being exposed. And when I use the word exposed, I don't mean that in a punishing way, but it's more about revelation, right? 
It's about seeing yourselves and each other as you are so that you can make choices as a collective. Where do you go as a collective? Do you stay? How are you going to interact with the planet? And it is every year of this new millennium, since 2000, it becomes harder and harder and harder to hide, avoid exposure, to uh, pretend to be something or someone that you're not. Um, So it's harder to maintain certain uh, facades. Uh, It's harder to maintain certain lies. Even if you are lying to yourself about yourself, it Mm. becomes harder to maintain those lies. So while on one hand, it might look as if um, depression and anxiety and fear are on the rise, that there are even more struggles, more problems. What's actually happening is that the collective is reacting to this energy of exposure, of transparency. Mm. Because all of you, individually and collectively, you like to maintain certain lies. And it's not good or bad. It just simply is part of being human, right? You want Uh to put your best foot forward. You want to put on your game face. You want to, uh, right, give a good impression. All these things are ingrained or embedded. Not just your American culture, but cultures all around the world. So let's just take one example, right? You want Mm -hmm. to make a good impression. Well, that implies that um, you would not make a good impression if you were just you, right? So you want to just being yourself wouldn't be a good enough impression. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes people believe they have to dress a certain way, sound a certain way, um, speak only certain words. Uh, They want to maybe um, embellish a little bit about their own experience and education or whatever. And they go about building an image. So that making a good impression is often about... Uh, creating a certain image that uh, the individual believes others want to see. You can do this individually, collectively, right? Religions Mm -hmm. do it, governments do it, certain uh, cultural norms dictate that you should do it. But what happens in order to create that impression, that certain type of impression, you'll then have to go about hiding other things about yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, The things that you decide are not okay, that 
will not make a good impression, will not get you what you want, will not get you uh, the job or the money or elected to office or whatever it is you decide you want, being fully yourself is not going to be good enough to get you what you want. So when you come from thousands of years of holding parts of yourself back to maintain an impression or create an impression, then um, most people would not call that lying. Uh, they would say maybe they're putting their very best part of themselves into this endeavor, right? But that's not really how it works. You can't hide certain parts of yourself for too long. It's not a sustainable way to live, right? So it always comes out in the end. So that's what you all are experiencing and living through now. That inability, that unsustainable practice of maintaining a certain impression or facade or uh, face forward, it is much, much harder. And it will disintegrate much, much faster. All right? Uh And um, what is happening is um, an interesting example your uh, president president trump is someone whom um, really got elected just for being himself right but he did not match everyone's uh, idea of what a president should be and speak like and behave like And so in the beginning of his time in office, everyone kept waiting for him to become more presidential. Mm -hmm. But he was never interested in being anyone other than whom he is. And so in some ways he represents quite beautifully where you all are headed in some ways, that he got himself elected just by being exactly who he is. He did not hide who he is. He may have lied about facts and events, things he did or didn't do, but he has never lied about who he is. Does that make sense? It makes absolutely perfect sense. So now what you all are moving into, and this is a big part of what's happening with 2020, right? You all, and it's understandable that it's also again in America or United States and a big election year, you will elect another president 2020. But what you all are faced with is allowing people to be who they are, right? Allowing President Mm -hmm. Trump to be exactly who he is, He's never tried to be anything else. And then deciding, now that I can see this person for who they are, that this was not some uh, scam play acting to get elected, this is really who he is, is he the best person 
for the job of president. So when you go into a job interview, let's bring it down to the more average person, right? Mm -hmm. If you are just yourself and you, you step into the interview with love, with the divine, with just saying, this is who I am and I'm just going to be myself. And the person who is in charge of the interview decides, no, you're not the right fit. It is not because you are wrong. It is because this particular job is not your highest and best for you or the company or whatever you are interviewing for. So the more you all are revealed as you are, the less you stop trying to create um, a facade or an impression that is ultimately false and unsustainable, the easier it will be for all of you to match yourselves up with work that is great for you, relationships that work for you, uh, creative endeavors that really show your whole self. Does that make sense? Yes, and it's actually very, very good news. Indeed, it is. Yes, indeed. And that neutrality that you're speaking of, the energy of neutrality, it gives you that ability to say, all right, who am I really? Okay, am I trying to be someone other than I am? Or is my behavior an accurate reflection of who I am? Am I trying to hide certain parts of myself um, or am I just okay with letting them come out when they need to come out? And that level of neutrality to say that you, as the individual, are equally deserving of just being yourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Just as President Trump deserves to just be himself. Now, everyone might decide that they don't think him as a person is a great fit for president again. They did the first time, but maybe not the second. Um, but in neutrality, you all get to make discernments based on what is, not the falsehood or the facade or the pretending or the denying, right? And when you're making discernment from that place of honest neutrality, then you feel safe. How many times have some of you gotten into a situation that presented itself one way, friendships, uh, romantic relationships, companies, and then all of a sudden you get in it and it's Uh-oh. something very different and you feel uh, betrayed, you feel lied to, you feel taken advantage of, even if uh, no one ever spoke maybe an outright lie to you, but everything was um, sort of presented in that just special way that uh, didn't include 
any of the negativity or the problem parts of the company or the individual, right? Right. And that can be devastating to people's lives, their businesses, their livelihood, their uh, emotional life in their relationships, right? Yes. This is a very important time, beloved, for transparency. And the more you are willing to stay in honest neutrality, just be who you are to the best of your ability, the easier not only your life will be, but the lives of all the people that you come in contact with. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The old way, yes, Mm -hmm. it used to be that people lied all the time on their work resumes and and they presented something that they weren't, and they uh, sort of uh, talked themselves up, gave themselves more experience than they really had. And occasionally, at least the stories that you hear about when people do that, they were uh, successful in the way you measure success by money and uh, things working out, and the company ended up loving them, and it was a good fit. But the vast majority of people that do that, it does not work out. It becomes painfully obvious that the individual does not know uh, or does not have the knowledge and experience the company needed. And so it can cost enormous amounts of money and make lots of problems. And then they have to let them go and then find someone else again. Right? So it rarely works out well. And this baggage you were talking about not carrying over into 2020, that's it. That's the big baggage. Okay. It's the best thing you can do for yourself moving into 2020 if you take this year of 2019 even if you just leave behind the smallest bit of falsehood, any way in which you present yourself to others in a way that is not accurate, um, if you uh, are willing to represent your income accurately on your taxes, if you have job interviews and you are willing to just walk in and be yourself and trust that you will find the job that fits you beautifully, if you are willing to make these types of shifts to create and embrace these types of changes, you will be amazed at the difference in your life, if you are willing to go on a date and just share how you really feel and think about things as opposed to saying what you think they want to hear or dressing in a way that is contrary to the way you'd like to be dressed 
but you dress in the other way because you think that's what how they want to see you dressed, right? If you can make these small changes to express yourself honestly, and you don't have to push your opinions uh, on someone else, but I just say share. Share the way you like to express yourself, whether it's a date or a job interview or time with friends and family. Quietly, gently, lovingly express yourself as you are. That is going to make the biggest difference moving into 2020 for each of you individually and all of you collectively. Hmm. Okay. May I ask a question, Mother? So for the year 2000, if we use the word keyword, if the keyword for coming into the new millennium, 2000, is the word transparency, could we say that the keyword for 2020 is authenticity? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. And what would we put for 2010? Is there like a keyword that could help us understand if we look back at 2010 at our experiences? Yes, family. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That was a very big transition from, um, from revealing... Uh, family Mm-mm. dynamics and uh, those dynamics that had stayed so hidden in shadows for so long. Now, if you think back about it, mm-hmm. it is very much just a part of your, uh, your conversation. If you look at all the brave people who are living authentically by uh, declaring their own ideas about gender, Uh, their Mm. ideas about who they want to love. All these people Mm. had families, had families, right? Yes. The family dynamics of allowing people to be who they are, again, authenticity, but in 2010, it was very much the energy of how that impacted families. Mm. Wow. Yes. Allowing oh uh, more uh, worldwide, uh, it is becoming in uh, less countries every year. It is becoming uh, less illegal to be homosexual, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, there is adoption by same-sex parents. There are you're all growing in your understanding of what family means. It is becoming more authentic and less structural, right? Less set in a particular structure. So all the years around leading up to that, um, uh, 2008, 9, 10, 11, very much about dramatic changes in family dynamic, authenticity around that. And now you look how beautiful the conversation is in the collective, how much more acceptance there is, the rights of um, these people are being more widely represented and honored. It's fantastic. Hmm? Yes. 
And I also notice a softening in the male gender, the way they emote and share of themselves, especially with other men, where it's visible and observable that it's so much more balanced. It's closer and uh, genuinely appreciative of the other person for who they are. So I see a lot of that appreciation being extended amongst ourselves. Yes. Wow. And I just, wow. And when you said family for 2010, I guess, because I did tell Danielle that there was an emphasis on mother energy and that was a large component, but that is when I made a huge decision about my immediate family and about needing to be who I really was without worrying about what they think of me. Exactly. And make some changes. Exactly. Yeah, it was right in front of me all the time, and I didn't boil it down to that point. So that's why I was a little shocked. <laughs> I should have known. Wow. And so now this, you all are leading up to, um, in 2020, the authenticity of self and how that relates to the broader culture. Right, so 2010 was more authenticity or transparency within the family dynamic, and now 2020 is more in the um, community uh, or world dynamic. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes. Okay, that makes this fascinating, and I think for those who choose to allow it, it can be a lot of fun too. Oh yes. Oh, yes, but also um, it does and can possibly come with loss um, because people are counting on your facade staying in place. And when you set that aside and live authentically, there may be some people who are unwilling to take that um, journey with you moving forward. So. There can be some loss and sadness, but the reclamation of self, the authentic self, and the courage to just express yourself, to share yourself with others as you are, Mm -hmm. will bring you so much stability, empowerment, embodiment of the divine within your own being and your ability to share and help others will grow enormously. Mm. And that's where the fun is. Yes? Yes. Wow. This is absolutely brilliant, Mother. Thank you so much. Mm. You are so welcome, beloved. I thank you for uh, giving me the space to share with your audience and with you, my beloved ones, because when you open space for me and we can love together, that is always a place of neutrality. Right, that place of loving, detachment, the eye of the storm, that's always where you'll find me and feel me the most strong. But I'm also in the storm with you. But it's a little harder to feel me there because you're so focused on the storm. Mm -hmm. I'm always with you no matter what. 
that if you can't feel me and you want to, step into the eye of the storm and I'll be waiting there for you. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love you, my daughter. I love you too. And I love all those that are listening. Thank you for being with me today. Mm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Wow. Hello. Oh, my goodness. I almost (laughs) fell out of my chair sideways. (laughs) Wow. It was right in front of me the whole time, but I didn't didn't think to apply keywords. I'm going to do this. Wow. I want to say, I I know you have to go, but I have to say that um, your video, the videos that you're putting on YouTube, I want to bring emphasis to one, which is Mother Mary Raises Your Light Vibration. It is absolutely astonishing, and it works. And so I would recommend everybody do that meditation. It's a guided meditation. Mother helps you raise your light vibration, your frequency, by infusing hers into yours to the extent that you will allow it. So this will be a very useful tool in however you choose to move forward with all the information you learned today. Just yeah, incredible. thank you, Charlotte. It's a good one. People are loving it, really loving oh, it. And, uh, yes. So, yeah, my, my YouTube channel is uh, Mother Mary Channel on YouTube. So <laughs> you can find that video there. <laughs> it's right there, and I am I'm trying to commit to doing it every day, but seeing some days throw me a, a monkey wrench. But to the extent that I can, I want to do that as often as I can and start allowing, allowing, yeah. allowing, and then letting whatever needs to fall away from me or my beliefs about myself or the world, I just want to start allowing that to happen because I could, could you hear the excitement in her voice about where we're going? I could. I, yes. I, that's funny you're pointing that out. I could. She was, like, super enthusiastic. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Let's go. Right. And, and she, was, yeah. she brought it down to earth and said, you know, it could result in loss. Because they depend on that facade, then they might need to yeah. move away. And and, and for me, yeah. that's okay. In my book, this train's going to keep moving. No problem. Yeah, wow. me too. Me too. Yep, yep, me too. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Danielle. And I hope you have a wonderful, I know you're going to have, a fantastic <laughs> weekend workshop this weekend and moving forward into the retreats and what, however that morphs and expands, I'm sure it'll be wonderful, and I look forward to hearing about it. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I appreciate being here, and thank you to all your listeners for your support of this show. I really appreciate it and love being with you all. Bye. Take care, Danielle. All right, everyone. You can go to belovedpublications.com, review the materials that are offered there. Mother Mary channel on YouTube. Go to that video. It works, and it's fantastic. Of course, spiritualinsightsradio.com. If you'd like to review and explore the archives of Mother Mary's teachings and also the new teachings of Metatron, which are equally loving, warm, humorous as well, I think you'll love it. Thank you so much again for tuning in, for taking time out of your schedule to be with us and for trusting us and for being part of the community. Until next time, God bless.
and be at peace.